Welcome to Simple Kicking, the show by special teams for special teams. Simple Kicking provides football's latest special teams news, insights, and interviews with kickers, coaches, recruiters, and agents to give players the best chance of success on their career path. And now, your host, former Division I kicker for LSU and Rice University, James Harrison. Hey everybody, today is Sunday, March 28th. Thanks for stopping by to hang out on the Simple Kicking Show. Today's guest is Drew Meyer, and he is the special teams analyst at the University of Virginia. Let's talk about Big Game USA real quick before we get into the show. Big Game manufactures footballs for many high school and top college programs. And the cool thing is, they're made right here in Dallas, Texas. I've been kicking this football for a really long time, and it's been consistent for me every time. And I know what's going to happen with this football. When I'm over the spot, all I'm focusing on is the swing to produce it, and the target I'm aiming at. To receive 10% off your order, please go to BigGameUSA.com, scroll to the bottom of the page, and click Kicker Footballs. Again, that's Simple Kick 2021 for 10% off your kicking football order. Miss hits aren't okay. Shank punts aren't okay. But we also don't need to overreact about them. We, you know, kicking, a lot of the times we talk about, if you can hit your B-plus ball every time, that's what we want. Um, everything that... I look for in recruits as a specialist, that was Mike, and that's who I want our guys to be. The guys, you know, academically just excellent in the classroom. Well, not just excellent, excellent in the classroom, but just excel. Um, you know, raise the standard, blow guys away, not just all Americans on the field, but all. Drew Meyer has a unique perspective as a special teams analyst for the University of Virginia. He knows what it's like to be recruited while he played at the University of Wisconsin, but now he offers a unique perspective on what it's like to recruit players. So if you're a high school guy, then this episode is definitely for you. Sit back and enjoy the Simple Kicking Show. Lee, hit the theme. Welcome to Simple Kicking with your host, James Harrison. All right, Drew Meyer. Special teams analyst at the University of Virginia in Charlottesville. Thanks for joining the Simple Kicking Show, brother. So out of the five, full scholarship, D1 football, academics, being close to home, and actually enjoying the school, it almost seems like you got all five by going to Wisconsin. I didn't get get the scholarship. What? Yeah, I was a walk-on. And uh, so I went in as a a preferred walk-on. Got that opportunity. It just uh, there are a couple other schools I was talking to, um, especially after I won Vegas, because that was you know January of senior year, so that was pretty late too. There are a couple schools that came in late, but at that point I had already committed to Wisconsin and felt very comfortable with that um, because of the situation too that I was walking into there. So um, that fall, I was essentially the backup punter um, if our starter Brad Nortman, who went on and got drafted, had an amazing career at Wisconsin in the NFL. Um, but so I had an opportunity to, to travel the road games. There were only two games I didn't travel for um, that season, but got to travel on the road with the team, got to you know, be the backup, you know, punt, warm up, pregame, halftime, all that, um, and had an opportunity to then take over and be a four-year starter. And so that idea and kind of being able to take, you know, a leap of faith in myself, but then also, you know, having you know an amazing family that supported me in that decision. And, and obviously being in the state made it a little easier financially. Um, but to be able to take that that opportunity and say, you know what, I'm going to bet on myself and go big or go home. And you know, I want to play at the highest level. I'm really competitive, and, and that's what I wanted. Um, 
you know, I wanted to compete for Big Ten championships, compete for national championships. And so, uh, yeah, decided to walk on there. And your, your redshirt freshman year, you get to play in the Rose Bowl. Yeah, that was, that was year two. And the first year that I was on the team, we went to the Rose Bowl, and that was the year with Russell Wilson. Uh, Monty Ball was the Heisman runner-up. I mean, we that offense, I think almost everyone on that offense ended up in the NFL. That was, uh, that was pretty remarkable. And to get to learn from some of those guys, especially just as a football player. Um, and that's where I only kicked because I was the only kid in fifth grade that could make an extra point. Back then, it was worth two points, you know. And so, you know, I love football. And so to get to learn and watch those guys work, see the, how professional they were, how they handled themselves on and off the field, um, and then leading into, you know, the experiences of going to a Big Ten championship game, which we won with a roughing the punter call, which was pretty pretty wild. And then uh, um, going to the Rose Bowl that first year, kind of seeing what that experience was like, taking it all in to then lead into that first year of getting the start and play and uh, getting back. That was really, really cool. Just because then all of a sudden, you know, you've had that experience of getting to witness it and see it and understand and not have the pressure of playing, but then to, to get to go out there and enjoy playing in it, um, you know, it's something I'll never forget. Sounds like you actually had fun kicking. It's, it's funny. I had Nick Folk on last episode and, to, you know, asked him point blank, like, do you enjoy kicking? Like even at this level at the NFL after 13 years? And he said, yeah. Yeah, it's just a challenge of going out and trying to execute under pressure, trying to turn, you know, spirals over, pun after pun. Uh, that was something that continued to drive me and just have fun with it. And there's nothing better than just going out in an open field and with a couple of your, your best buds and going and trying to out-punt each other or, or see who can hit the biggest field goal. I mean, those are some of the best memories I have. Shoot, that's what we would do at those camps. It's, you know, I'm like, get to know everyone at the camps. I'm like, get to know these guys because you're going to, you know, you're going to meet guys and, and later down the line, you never know when you'll cross paths just kind of like us and, 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 you know, other guys that I know around the country. And I mean, as kickers and punters, we're never on the field at the same time. Yeah. So we're never going head to head on the field at the same time. And so I remember there was one week actually where we were, uh, it was the game that Melvin Gordon ran for 408 yards and three quarters, which was another just incredible experience to be a part of and get to witness. But, um, Sam Fultz, who was the punter for Nebraska, actually ran a fake punt and ran one of our teammates over for a first down. And our kicker and myself were going nuts because we were so pumped up for, for Fultzy. And, um, you know, you just simply get a, you don't get that with other position groups. But for us, thankfully, we were winning enough in that game that, it, you know, wasn't very close. But uh, to get to experience that and be able to root for him and cheer for him, you know, when he did something good was, was pretty cool. Talk to me a little bit about Sam Fultz and Mike Sadler and how those guys have made an impact and on your career yeah well uh i mean i guess to start i mean the first i mean mike when i first came to the big 10 obviously mike was just coming off of an all-american type season um on the field but who mike was off the field i mean everyone i think around the country as a specialist knew i mean he was kind of the the first twitter star i guess you could say kind of of our era um when it came to you know comedy as a specialist and mike just is an amazing person Academically, I mean, he was up for the Campbell Trophy Award. He was going to be going on to, to law school at Stanford. Um, everything that I look for in recruits as a specialist, that was Mike. And that's who I want our guys to be. Guys, you know, academically just excellent in the classroom. But not just excellent in the, excellent in the classroom, but just excel. Um, you know, raise the standard. You know, blow guys away. Not just all Americans on the field, but off the field. And then um, the first time I met Sam was actually at the, uh, the Coles Elite Camp. Sam and I just happened to be paired up in the, in the same group. And this was the, the following summer after my retro freshman year. And so we had gone down to Nebraska. We lost a close game like 32-30 or something like that, where we were up 24-3 to three to start. 
Um, and I had, it was probably my best game I ever played in my career. I think <laughs> I averaged like 47 or 48. And so here I am in this group with this, this punter from Nebraska, really athletic looking guy. And he comes over and he's like, Hey, you that guy that was balling out against us here when we played you guys. And, and just typical Sam fashion where here he is being super friendly, extending himself. And, you know, we ended up beating him, putting up 70 points in the championship game later that season. So we got our redemption as a team, but uh, you know, I didn't expect him to be, you know, reaching out and, you know, super happy with the result of that game. But, um, you know, just, just so down to earth, so genuine and just such a good friend. And, uh, you know, there were a couple of us, we had a pretty a good friend group between uh, Pete Martell, Riley Dixon. So Pete punted in Minnesota, Riley punted at Syracuse and then Mike, Sam and myself. And, uh, you know, we had text threads all year wrong, you know, for multiple years, kind of going, cheering each other on different things like that. And, uh, and, you know, talking with those guys after the accident, it was funny because we both were like, man, we looked up to Mike and Sam in so many different ways. And Sam was younger than us, you know, and we still all looked up to him and just because the way he carried himself, the way he treated people. And with Mike, it was the same thing. And what Mike had all accomplished, um, I mean, it was remarkable, both those guys. And, uh, you know, just so lucky to be able to call him a friend. And, and there's so many other guys out there that have similar stories or, yeah, I mean, just everyone that Sam got to know or got to touch. I mean, it was one of those where you felt like he was your best friend and Mike was the same way. I mean, he just made you laugh and <laughs> he was witty. He was smart. I mean, everything in between, but just so genuine too in what he would say and do. And just those were two of the best guys that have ever come through, I think, as specialists and, um, you know, it really impacted me and the way that I try to coach our guys and I try to teach our guys about, you know, Mike and Sam and their stories because we all need to strive to continue to be like them in every aspect of our life. And, uh, you know, and with that situation too, I mean, Colby, obviously, you know, another LSU guy, but Colby, I mean, just a miracle that he was able to survive that crash. But, uh, you know, Colby also, I mean, he, that's not an easy position to be put in or, or to live through an experience like that. And, and Colby's unfortunate situation, but, you know, I'm pretty religious and, and I know Sam and I had multiple conversations. One of our last conversations was about faith, just one-on-one, -on -one, you know, before that accident that same day. And, uh, you know, God has a plan for all of us and it was their time. And, you know, it's not always our plan, but his plan. And just Sam Foltz, he was the kicker or the punter at Nebraska. Mike Sadler, who had just graduated a year or so before uh, from Michigan State and had been accepted into Stanford Law School. I mean, mm -hmm. this is an exceptional, exceptional human being and a remarkable student athlete. And Colby Delahousie. Uh, who was my teammate at LSU, and uh, there was a, a single-car fatal accident um, while they were at, at Cole's camp. And, yeah, Colby was one of my teammates, and like you said, man, uh, I, too, am of the, of the religious. And, you know, now that being Holy Week, how can you not think of guys like that, you know? And yeah, it's an absolute miracle. So, like, when you're looking to recruit guys, you've always – I mean, you've, you know exactly what you're looking for because you've already been around it. Oh yeah. It, it's, there's so many things and so many kids focus on the numbers, you know, they want, you know, they're, they're looking for the answer of, Oh, what, what do you look for? Hang time distance wise, you know, what percentage field goals do you make? And it's, and I feel like a lot of the time, the guys that focus on that are, aren't the right guys. Um, because for us, especially here at Virginia and just for me personally, like it's about the people. Um, you can teach a kid how to hit a bigger ball. You can train him. You can <laughs> help him squat, clean more, you, you know, single leg, whatever, you know, types of lifts, um, help them, you know, become more, 
you know, increase their speed, their flexibility, their acceleration, things like that. Uh, that's part of my job is to help do that and develop them. But finding great people uh, is what's most important for us, at least here in Virginia. And uh, just, you know, it makes every day showing up fun. One thing Coach Menahal always says, our head coach is, he's like, I don't want to show up to work with people I don't like, you know, so I only bring people that I like and, and you know, to our building, into our program. And, and that's such a true statement and it makes working here uh, just such a pleasure. Great kids and great coaching staff um, that I enjoy showing up every day for because coaching is not easy. It's long days, you know, very tiresome. It's not fun when you lose a road game and you finish the game at one thirty in the morning and you get back at you know, 530 the next day on a Sunday and then you got to wake up and do it all over again. But um, when you're doing it with people that you love, uh, it just makes it an amazing experience. Dude, that's so cool. You know what? The, the, the most, one of my favorite parts of all this is just how connected you are with all of these guys, whether it's been a camp before or actually playing with and now recruiting, right? I mean, you, your experience, I think, is pretty rare because I can't name another guy you know, that's an analyst that's on the top of my head that has the experience playing and the experience coaching that you have. Well, I, I'm, you know, I'm a product of great coaches and, and you know, guys that have helped me in the past, but even a funny story kind of bouncing off of that was, so when we were playing in the Orange Bowl, you know, a couple of years ago, we were playing Florida and Tommy Townsend was the punter there. And so obviously I'd gone to camps for multiple years with Johnny and, and, you know, followed his career really closely. And so all of a sudden we get out there for pregame in the Orange Bowl and I go up to him and I say, hi. And he's just like, Drew, what are you doing here? You know, and I'm like, well, I, I work here at UVA and I'm on staff, you know, I work with the specialists and and uh, so we had a really fun just getting to catch up and, and just watching him hit balls too in pregame. I mean, this guy was turning everything over, and obviously he's gone on and had a tremendous year with the Chiefs, and you know got to play in the Super Bowl and everything. I mean, just watching him. I mean, just an amazing young man, and just really excited for his future and just who he is and how he carries himself and how he handles his business. And so, getting to know some of these young men and their families, their stories, um, that's what's fun. And really, you know, you hope that they choose your school and you hope that you can get them here. But yeah, dude, and part of that that experience that they get is they actually have a full-time kicking coach to work with them. Like in high school, dude, there's, I estimated that there's 160 high school kicking coaches, which means basically a percent, 1% of all, you know, high school teams have a kicking coach out of the 128 D one programs that there are now, or however many, there's only a handful, maybe a dozen of you guys, that are actually full-time kicking coaches that understand the language of kicking, the technique of kicking, and the emotional and mindset of of specialists. Yeah, and I'm a direct product of that. My old high school kicking coach, uh, Jeff Steinbach. I mean, Coach Steinbach, just he's one of the biggest mentors in my life, and yeah. he was a former college kicker himself. And so our high school, Jeff Budzine, who I mentioned earlier, went to Northwestern on a full ride. He was a top-five kicker in his class. Then I was the next guy after Jeff. Um, my senior year, we had a, a sophomore playing at the JV level that hit a 52-yard field goal, um, and then the kicker behind him went on to play at Minnesota, and then we just had a guy that uh, this last year from our high school go on to Iowa State. And so yeah, I know there are a couple schools out there, too, a couple in California. I know Westminster and Atlanta that has a great tradition of guys going on the next level, but you talk to those kids from those schools, and everyone of those schools has a kicking coach and has a guy working with them daily. Um, and so I was really fortunate to have that situation because so many young men out there don't. Uh, but then to lead that into the college, um, I know we didn't have a special teams analyst or QC spot until my senior year um, when Taylor Melhoff came back to Wisconsin. And, uh, you know, and I love the coaches I worked with. And, you know, I, I played for you know, Coach Partridge, who I mentioned previously, 
Um, and he didn't know a lot of the ins and the outs, but he knew how to work with specialists, which was really important and how to coach us. And he knew when to say certain things and when not to. And, and you know, specialists, sometimes people talk about they're a different breed. Well, we're pretty normal guys, I like to think. And so just treating people with respect and having normal conversation gets the job done a lot of time. And so for me personally, like if a guy ever comes off the field after a miss hit, like all I ask is, what did you feel? You know, because as a punter and as a former punter, nobody knows quicker than you or I if we miss a kick or we miss a punt. I mean, as soon as we hit the ball, we can feel it. And if, you know, even if it's a second or two later, then the crowd lets us know when they'll go, ooh, you know, <laughs> or they gasp or something happens. So you know that it was a bad punt, you know, yourself. And, you know, to have someone come at you or, or start questioning or whatnot, like the biggest thing is what happened? Let's learn from it and let's move on because the next kick is the most important kick. And so to have coaches that understand that, they can communicate with you like that, um, being able to, to try to give back. Um, again, I'm a byproduct of the system, and so I'm here trying to help others, and, and that's my way of trying to give back. So out of all those dudes that you, you mentioned, because there's some, there's some big names in there, um, mm -hmm. what do all those guys have in common? Um, I think there's a standard of excellence. I think that everyone holds. Um, I think that's most important um, because, again, mishits aren't okay. Shank punts aren't okay but we also don't need to overreact about them. You know, the, we, you know, kicking a lot of the times we talk about, if you can hit your B plus ball every time, that's what we want. We don't need the A ball four out of five and then a D or C ball that one out of five because that D ball or the C ball might get you beat for a touchdown. And so understanding that mishits will happen, but if they're not consistent and if they're not, you know, game changers, if they're not, you know, touchdown balls, things like that, you know, line drives, giving up big returns. If, if it's something we can learn from and you can manage, um, you know, you can live through that, but at the same point, holding that X, the standard of excellence to make sure guys know, Hey, that's not acceptable or Hey, we got to fix this. Um, you know, guys that didn't overreact, let's put it that way. You know, they, they kept their cool, making sure that you're refocusing for that next kick. That was what was most important. Yeah. It's like Thomas Morstead said, your a ball is what's going to get you the looks. But hitting your b-ball every time is what's going to keep your job forever. And the way that I translate that is hit your b-ball often, a-ball sometimes, c-ball rarely. Definitely, 100%. And that's a standard of excellence that you're talking about. So, everybody, this is Drew Meyer. Again, he's a special teams analyst at the University of Virginia, young coach with a lot of experience, a young coach with you know immense relationships with some of the best in the game. As we close this thing off, what kinds of things do y'all do for fun while y'all are practicing? Because I had Joe Sterniolo on, and he was he is the uh, kicking coach, full-time kicking coach over at Westminster in Atlanta, who you had previously talked about. And he said they play punt golf, and down, down the street from you guys at Georgia Tech, they do that too. What kinds of things do y'all do for fun at uh, UVA? So at, uh, I know when I was at Wisconsin, we played a game called the ultimate specialist, which was like a pump pass and kick, except for instead of the pass, it was a snap. Our guys are really big on Friday before we start our meetings. They get in a circle and pretty much play like hacky sack with a football and just working on juggling a football and seeing what, you know, how high they can get. I know last year they got up to like 36 at one point. Um, and so they really enjoy that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think we, our guys have a lot of fun just because, you know, they're really good friends with each other. But when it comes to, yeah, silly games, 
probably probably the, the football juggling is probably the, the, the biggest one right now. I get nervous sometimes. I'm like, it's Friday, guys. You know, we don't need someone tearing a hamstring or overextending, you know, trying to keep the streak alive. But, um, you know. For, for me, the thing that stood out to me the most that you talked about was just like life is not all about football and kicking, you know, with, with Mike Sadler and, and, and Sam Foltz you know, that story and how much you value relationships and you value experience. I mean, this show has had very little, like, let's get into the weeds and analytics and data and let's talk about it. the extraneous stuff. No, I mean, you guys really do care about the individual and in that people aren't just numbers. 100%. And that's at least in my lifetime and my experiences and Sadly and weirdly enough, I've had a lot of people pass away around me, um, whether high school teammates, high school friends, obviously Mike and Sam. Um, and I think just the older I get, the more that that becomes clear is it's not about how much you make. It's not about what job title you have. It's not about if you made or missed a game winning kick. Um, I know years ago, Mark Rick, you know, there was a, a great article post game after one of their kickers hit a game winning field goal. And, and the silent reporter said, you know, coach, we saw you bring your kick over to the sideline before you went out there to, to hit the game winner. What did you tell him? And he said, I told him I loved him. And that no matter if he makes or misses, he's going to be a part of our program and a part of our family. And that always really resonated with me. And I, I think I was in high school when that happened years ago. I, I can't remember who the kicker was, but um, you know, that again, that's life is bigger than if you make or miss the kick sometimes. Now, obviously we, we want you to make the kick and I, and I hope that you make the kick, but if you miss the kick, you know, my job is to be there to support you, whether you make or miss and to be there to care about you and love you. And that's what is important in life is sometimes we're all going to have, you know, there's peaks and valleys and I'm going to be there through all of it. You know, it's not just when we're riding high and then you're by yourself when you're in the low points, like surrounding yourself with great people, surrounding yourself with people that care, that love about you. That's what's most important. And uh, that's what will help you succeed. And I truly believe that I always laugh when, on, when I see guys on social media, giving all the haters shout outs, because Preferably, I'd like to shout out all the people that have supported me and loved me. You know, yeah. been there for me. Amen. And I'm not Amen. out here to always have to prove someone wrong. I'm out here to make people proud that have that have invested in me. And um, so I think that kind of carries over and translates as well. Yeah, Thomas Morstead said, you know, at the end of the day, the guys are going to make it. They're just they're going to love it so much, right? And I don't. And then Thomas also talked about gratitude and how important that was to his process. And yeah, when Mark Rick grabs a kid and just puts his arm around him and says, love you. It's like David Bailiff at Rice. I, in one year at Rice, I was told that I was loved by David Bailiff, my head coach, who's now the head coach at Texas A&M Commerce, more than I can remember, you know, three years before in Baton Rouge. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, it's not all about kicking. And it, it, it just, it can't be, right? The game will always go on. The road is always going to go on. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing. And that's something that I love about our staff is, like, we have Sundays completely off. <laughs> and, like, Coach Menhall, because he believes in balance and that life is bigger than the game of football. Yeah. And so to work for a man that believes in that, to, to try to bring kids into our program that believe that as well, to be well-rounded well people with balance in their life, with to understand that have gratitude for the things that they have in life and for the people that have helped them get there, that is so important. And honestly, Thomas Morris, that is a guy that I looked up to my whole career and taught me a, a ton. You know, he came out and worked our camp at, at Wisconsin one year, 
our specialist camp and we stayed after for a little bit. And he was teaching me about the plant pole. And, and I've used that with our punters here, you know, almost every year and trying to help them understand the concepts and, and guys like, I remember mid season, I get a text from a random number and it was a Friday night before a game and I didn't answer it. Cause I was like, I, I really don't know who this is. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm trying to get focused for tomorrow. And like on Monday, the next week, our, our special teams corner says, Hey, Thomas Morrison said he reached out and you, you never texted him back. And I said, Oh my gosh, that's whose number it was. And so, you know, just Thomas is one of those guys that, you know, for all specialists out there, you know, anyone listening, you know, his story, who he is, his work in his community, um, the way he treats others. He, I mean, he's up there with the Sam Foltz's and the Mike Sadler's, if not, you know, what Thomas has done for, for the community in New Orleans and everyone in between. I mean, just an amazing person. And so please learn, watch, if you're a young guy, just understand how Thomas conducts himself. And if Thomas, if you're listening, thank you. And, and just know how much that, you know, you've taught me in my time and, and just trying to help, you know, pass along your advice as well. Man, this has been so much fun. I, you know, I, 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 like I said, I am really proud of you and what you're doing and making an impact on these guys' lives is remarkable. Well, James, right back at you too. I mean, simple kicking the the focus that you're giving to special teams and the specialists helping them improve and not just young guys, but some of the best of the best and, and the way that the app is developed and what you're able to do. Um, I know we've had a lot of conversations about the precision with the punting and things like that and just the accessibility um, for you young guys to attach film, to chart your numbers. Uh, I mean, it's incredible. And so working as a specialist, being a former specialist, I know we've talked about this, but just again, thank you for, for what you're doing to help progress the game. And I can't wait to see I mean, even from when we were in high school, the numbers have only continued to get better. Guys at the high school level are better than we were. And I'm just excited to see how your influence in your app and the pro posts and everything in between continue to help make specialists even even better because then you're going to make my job a lot easier (laughs) to bring in quality kickers. So, Look, dude, going back to Thomas Morstead, what you give will grow and what you keep will die. And so when guys like you – Early on, about a year ago, COVID hit, everything shut down. Your phone was on. You helped me. You were one of the key contributors in how this thing was built. And the app does paint a picture of the game. And, you know, the only requirement on simple kicking is that you take the lessons that you've learned and you go hand it off to somebody else. Because then you end up growing from it, right? And by you hopping on the show here, it's an opportunity to give back by you being a product of the system, like you said, and now you're coaching, it's a way to give back. And as a result, the wealth of friendships, the wealth of relationships and experience that you have, that's your treasure. And you're not keeping it to yourself. You're giving it away to, you know, I'll put it this way. An unknown kid told me that they were so impressed by you by being recruited that when they committed to another school, you were one of the first people to call them to congratulate them. And that just speaks character about you actually investing in relationships, regardless of if the kid comes to your school or not. Well, I appreciate that. I mean, again, it's, it's about people. It's about relationships and it's about trying to help people and help give back. I think servant leadership is something that is the most important thing we can do as humans. And, um, yeah, I guess I appreciate that story. Yeah, I mean, I tell kids all the time. I said, even if you choose not to come to UVA, you know, I'm going to be rooting for you and I'm going to be watching and following. And, and uh, you know, because if, if you're a great young man, you're like, I'm going to be pulling for you. Now, if you're a guy that's disrespectful, you're rude, you know, 
maybe I might help try to coach you up through that and try to teach you some lessons. But, um, you know, when you're working with great kids, you're recruiting great kids, it, it makes it fun and it makes it easy. And that's why young guys who are listening to this show get connected with Drew, whether or not he's recruiting you, right? And if you get a chance to meet him, great. And if not, go find somebody that has met him because there's lessons that he can teach you that go beyond this podcast. So how can people follow you? Uh, Twitter is typically the best. Um, typically, I don't do a lot football-wise on Instagram. I, I keep Instagram pretty close-knit with friends and, and close friends and family and stuff like that. But um, Twitter, definitely. Um, Drew Meyer 5. Well, he's a former Badger. He's a current who, and uh, I think you'll be a future special teams coordinator, whether that's in college football or the NFL, and who knows, maybe a head coach too, which would be awesome. Drew Meyer, everybody. Thanks so much for joining, brother. Thanks for having me on, James. Really excited. Hopefully we can do this again soon. Oh, my God. It won't be our last. It will not be our last.